0: Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 417, and today we've got an update for you. And I say we, I've invited my good friend Karen Faxton back on the show, and she's going to talk all about product listing strategies to boost sales and rank higher on Amazon. And the reason why I invited Karen on, if you guys are longtime listeners of the show, you know I'm good friends with Karen. She actually does this as a service for a lot of sellers so she needs to stay current she also has a way to test certain things and she gets to see across a lot of different brands so why not really dig in and pick her brain in a sense and get her on the show and that's really what i wanted to do here and i selfishly do this for myself because I want to know, right? And rather than me just have this conversation with her without it being recorded, I said, well, let's just jump on a call and let's kind of dig in and you can get me up to date and um, and we can kind of go through this stuff. So we're going to be talking about ranking, indexing, terms of service changes, split testing, all of that stuff. And after we got done with this conversation, I always walk away and I say, A couple of things. Number one, man, I'm glad that I know people in this industry like Karen that can actually help me and help us with this stuff, right? And kind of break things down. But then also I walk away with a ton of different things that I want to implement. All right. And the one thing that we focused on in here is really not doing everything. Okay. You're going to get the framework. You're going to have the different points or the different components that you'll want to work on but really understanding what drives the ranking and what the difference is between ranking and indexing, which there is a difference um, and all that stuff. So for me, I walk away kind of excited saying like, okay, what can I do next to work on my listing? Because the one thing she also talks about is you're never done. You're never going to like set it and forget it. You're going to want to tweak it. um, But there's also ways that you're going to want to tweak it without over tweaking. That's a lot of tweaking there, by the way, or references to tweaking. But anyway, I wanted to give you guys the show notes link because you're going to want to definitely download the transcripts, the show notes, all that stuff can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 417. Um, The other episodes that she was on, the more current ones, is episode uh, 155 and 245, Um, but this one right here will be the most up-to-date and really the one that's going to give you the exact same thing in those other ones, but more up-to-date and also some more strategy. All right, so... uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be walking away with a lot of things that you can do, and also understanding this process. All right, so I'm gonna stop talking now, so you can enjoy this conversation I have with my good friend Karen Thaxton. Enjoy. Well, hey Karen, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Long time no chat. What's going on? <laughs> it's great to be back. What is this number four? It Woo-hoo! is. is. Do I get a did I get a prize. You may get a prize. I'm not sure how many people have actually come back on four times as of right now. <laughs> so yes, uh, that, that may be, um, a trophy of some kind. We'll have to come up with something. Hey,
1: uh, <laughs> well, you know, you and I only live about an hour and a half apart now. You could just take me to lunch
0: one day. That is a good idea. Maybe we should definitely do that. I, I didn't realize we were that close We're an hour and a half. I thought we were a little bit further, but Hey, even two hours, that's not that bad. A good Sunday drive would be would be nice. Um, yeah, we'll definitely have to do that. We'll get lunch. I'll treat. Cool. I'll treat. I'll treat. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of things have been happening and I'm not going to go through all the stuff that we've already talked about, although we will be addressing some of that stuff because some of the things have changed a little bit um, as Amazon is changing. So just kind of give me a little bit of an update and then we can start drilling into like ranking and keywords and indexing and balance and all of that stuff. So, where do you want to start with this uh, with this discussion? Because I know we could go in a hundred different directions.
1: We could go in a hundred different directions, and I'm sure that that everybody that's listening to the podcast has probably already heard and read and seen videos and blog posts and whatever from everybody that has their own opinions about the 250. So, why don't we go ahead and start with the 250? Yep. Um, and and get my take on that out of the way. Um, I saw it coming a mile away. When Amazon first switched from the original 250, where you had the hard stop at 50 characters per field um, way back years ago and went into the 5,000 characters, I put up a blog post shortly after that and said, big mistake. (laughs) This Mm -hmm. is going to turn around and bite them in the rear, and it did. And one reason that Amazon has come out and said that they were going back to the 250 with some, some slight changes was because everybody was just shoving any old keywords in there. They were not relevant. They wanted people wanted to attempt to rank for anything that had anything to do with the product that they were selling. And while Most people think that going broad is a good thing because you cover much more territory. When it comes to things like keyword research and writing copy, that's not necessarily the best way to go because it will actually begin to deteriorate your rankings and uh, because your conversions begin to fall. Mm. So. For example, one of the things that I like to use is an example, real-life example, from someone that came to Marketing Words. We uh, looked at what they had, and they wanted to use terms that had everything and anything to do with plastic containers. They were selling a plastic lunch plate, you know, the kind Mm -hmm. that's divided by three with the lid on it and blah, blah. Yep. They had plastic cereal containers and the keywords. They had plastic coffee containers and whatever. Well, if you just take a look at the two of those, you could put your lunch in the plastic cereal container, but you probably wouldn't want to because (laughs) it's shaped like a cereal box and it's all just going to dump down there in the bottom. So if they had managed to show up on a search for uh, plastic lunch plates, and somebody didn't notice the picture. By mm-hmm. chance, was an right. entirely different shape, and clicked on it. They're going to take a look at the listing and go, "This is not what I want," and leave. The more bounces you get, the lower your conversion rate is. The lower your conversion rate is, the the lower Amazon is going to show your listing on the sales uh, search re- search results page because they only want to show the listings that are selling well. They're in this for the money. So. Right.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: When you do that, you put the extremely broad search terms in the back end. Um, It was just deteriorating the search results for Amazon. Customers were complaining that when they typed in plastic, uh, plastic cereal container, they were getting pictures of lunch plates and vice versa and whatnot. So relevance is key, and it's what I have been jumping up and down and screaming about since Amazon made that switch. Still, there are people that are under the impression that the best way to handle the 250 bytes or characters or whichever way you want to refer to it in the back end now is to put uh, the most prominent keywords and phrases in their copy and then put all the other stuff like the plastic cereal containers and the plastic coffee containers in the back end. You still don't want to do that. You don't want to waste that space on something that isn't what you're selling if you could not substitute a product with the key phrase that you're thinking about putting in, like the the plastic cereal container, if you couldn't substitute that product for the one you're selling, don't use it mm. as a search term. Don't use it as a search term right. unless it's maybe there are a couple of exceptions. You know, if you've got something that's compatible with that, that you need to relate to it or something along those lines, uh, it would be okay. But for the most part, 99% of the time you would want to use search terms that are extremely relevant and applicable to the exact product that you're selling.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, that all makes a hundred percent sense because, you know, again, Amazon is a search engine. Let's face mm-hmm. it, right? They're a search engine, but for products. Uh, and people need to understand, like Google has been doing this for years, right? They've been refining. Yep. They've been always wanting to deliver. I know when I'm searching for something on my phone and it's on, you know, maybe, I don't know, Google Chrome, whatever. I'm looking on my phone. I'm searching for something. I want something really quickly. Like last night, I wanted the... Uh, the Yankee game score, right? So I go on there, mm-hmm. I didn't go to my app, I just went there and immediately Google has the score. Before I even finish typing in Yankees, it, it's giving me the score because it knows that's what I'm looking for, right? And if someone was to just put something up there that was not even related to Yankees, but they got the traffic, who cares? It's not what I'm looking for, right? right? But some people think, well, if I could get like thousands of searches, there's gonna be a handful of those people that are gonna want it. And that may be true, but it's kind of like, I, I look at it like this too you know, years ago in direct mail, right? My, my father's company, we used to direct mail. That's what we lived by direct mail and our, you know, back then it was like, send out 20,000 booklets, those little coupon books to everyone in your area. That is in this certain zip code. Now we don't know if they're interested in new windows or new doors or new siding, but there's going to be a handful that are. The only thing is, is the algorithm isn't going to hurt me if I don't find them. But in, in Amazon or in Google, that is going to hurt you.
1: Exactly.
0: Right? It's, so yep. it's it's a bigger, it's a bigger deal now because we only want things that we're looking for. Us, I'm saying us searching. If I'm on if I'm on Amazon and I'm searching for something, I had someone that asked me that the other day. They go, Scott, how do I deal with a competitor that's showing up on my search my, on my keyword better than I am, but but I'm, you know, I'm not showing up there. I'm showing up lower, but they're showing up there, but it's not really the same product. I'm like, don't worry about it because number one, you're still on that page. And if someone's looking for your product or a a product similar to yours, they're going to click on yours and not click on theirs. Right. Right. It's, that's common sense. But anyway, um, it's just really important for people to understand that just because you have, you know, opportunities to put more keywords in, doesn't mean that you necessarily should.
1: Amen. There you go. That's absolutely, absolutely. And see what you were talking about just now with, Um, the difference in doing direct mail and the whole thing being a numbers game. You know, if we just send out enough, but with Amazon, they micro-track every single solitary piece of data. So just because you're thinking, well, if I can pay enough for PPC ads or I can send enough traffic, that's not good enough because Mm. Amazon is looking at the conversion rate, at the click-through rate. So, just because you've sent ten million people to your <laughs> right. Amazon listing and you're making you think you're doing a good job of making sales, Amazon is seeing that your conversion rate is point zero 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 two, right. which is pitiful, yeah, you know, so they're going, I'm not going to put this up on on the search results in a very high position because it doesn't convert well mm. yeah so you've got to look at the data and understand the, the data behind what you're doing. It's not just send as much traffic as you can, because that can also turn around and bite you.
0: Hmm. Now, wouldn't you agree as well here? Maybe you would, maybe you wouldn't, but I mean, wouldn't you agree? Like, I I mean, the way that I look at it is like, there's only a certain number of key, not only, but there's, there's, there's a good handful of keywords that are going to drive most of your sales. Right. Yes. So there's going to be those long tails as we call them, you know, the three word, mm-hmm. the four word, maybe even five word. And yes, you're going to pick up a sale every now and then. And, and yes, you do want to discover those and you want to try those, but really, you know, for everyone saying like, I just want to put a whole bunch of different keywords in there because I want to be able, it, it's like, it's, to me, it's more about the concentrated ones, the ones that I know that are going to be bringing in the sales, because those are going to ultimately help me. Um, even if it's one keyword that I find that I might get two sales a month, it's still relevant
1: versus mm-hmm. getting
0: one that might get a thousand impressions and one click. And eh, that doesn't really work for me. You know well, I mean?
1: and yeah, and here's something else that has proven itself repeatedly in all areas of marketing, not just for Amazon, but when it comes to, uh, keywords and key phrases, the long tail ones actually tend to convert better. Now, granted, there's not as much traffic for those, right? but because people have gotten, Further in the buying process, normally when they get to the point of typing in a very detailed or very long long tail key phrase um, versus the ones that just start typing in 15 inch laptop, you know, they've got a long way to go. They're just starting their search if they're doing something that broad. So Mm. while it brings more traffic, it may or may not bring more conversions and sales.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I agree a hundred percent. It's, it's exactly that. Like, you know, if you're looking for a 15 inch laptop, but what if you're looking for a 15 inch Apple, you know, um, you know, Mac pro laptop, that's different, right? I'm looking for specifically that, but you know, in the same breath, you can say, well, the people that are searching for 15 inch, uh, you know, laptop might be interested in Mac and you're right. But if I could get those to be a little bit more narrow, um, it's going to show that to Amazon, especially their algorithm, it's going to show that the traffic came, it clicked, it converted. And yes. now we're going to rank more for that. And it's going to, it's going to you know, help you in, in the future. But again, you know, I, I look at like those areas that are really important for keywords and let's kind of run through those really quickly, just to kind of give people like the different components of a listing and what you feel are the most important for, let's just talk about ranking in, in this, in, in this uh, sense, as far as, because people are like, well, I've got the title I've got the bullets, I've got the description and I've got the back end. That's like what I can tell Amazon. My product is by using all of that stuff. What are the importance? I guess there are the different, you know, the different components and their importance that you find.
1: The search term fields are the least important in my opinion. And here has been my suspicion and underline in bold the word suspicion. <laughs> okay. Um, because it's just my thought. But you and I were talking earlier about Google and the track that Google had taken in developing their search algorithm and how specific it was now and what have you. Amazon has followed a very similar path. And it is my suspicion that just like Google, when they completely devalued the keyword meta tag years and years and years ago, decades ago, that Amazon is in the process of completely devaluing the search term fields. They've already said in numerous places over the last few years that these are optional, that uh, Amazon reserves the right not to use anything that you put in the search term fields. It is entirely up to them up to their discretion. So now we have search term fields that are optional that that do or do not have to be used. So that tells me that Amazon doesn't even need these in order to be able to decide where to rank your listing and that they're discretionary that Amazon may care. Maybe they don't care what you put in there. Um, Add to that Amazon saying flat out that your most important search terms need to be in the copy somewhere and not in the back end. And it really makes sense to me that sometime, I don't know, I'm guessing sometime in the next six months, maybe in the next six years, Amazon will just say, you know, you can put whatever you want in the search term field and we're not even going to pay any attention to it.
0: Mm. Yeah. Because that's, that's probably you're, you're right. I mean, that's probably going to come. I mean, eventually.
1: Yep. So that's your least important in my opinion, the Mm -hmm. most important, uh, has always been the title and I believe that it still carries the most weight. What we do uh, and what we teach at Marketing Words is that you need to have your most important key phrase, the entire phrase in the title. Now you don't have to use key phrases for every term that you want to include in the title. So if you have two you know, two or three short ones that you want to include, you can do the most important one and we put the entire phrase. Amazon also makes a point and has for a while of saying um, in that the degree of match is very important. So if your customer is typing in 15 inch Toshiba laptop uh, and you have 15 inch Toshiba laptop all together in one complete phrase in the title, that Makes sense that it would be more helpful than having 15 inch in one spot and three words later having Toshiba and two or three words later having laptop and what have you. Mm-hmm. So our practice and what we've seen works well for us is is to put the entire most important key phrase in there all together in one place. Then if you want to put things like touchscreen or other individual words or shorter phrases that go along with it, you don't have to repeat Toshiba and 15 inch and blah, 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 all over again. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. The other, go S- ahead. No, I was, I was just going to say, so just to kind of talk about the phrase real quick, and we can go into that a little bit deeper, but if you can put it in as a phrase, you're saying it's going to be better because it's going to show Amazon that that's exactly what that product is. But if it doesn't make sense, then you shouldn't just put it in there because you want to show up for that phrase. Then the second the, I guess the second option would be to then do the, you know, have the two words, maybe another two words that make it make sense to when you add the third or the fourth word that you want to actually attach to that phrase, if that makes sense.
1: Uh, I think I know what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, so it, yeah ev- everything falls under the umbrella of relevance. So okay, if, okay. if 15-inch Toshiba laptop is not what you're selling and that that is not a relevant term, you don't need to be using it in your listing anywhere.
0: Right. But what I'm saying is, is like, if there's something like additionally to that, like, um, I know accessories is a big one, right? So if you have something that's like, um, you know, laptop accessories, and that's like one of your big ones or Mac laptop accessories, right. But Mm -hmm. you wouldn't necessarily put that for a USB connector. That's for the laptop as an accessory. You may say something like, you know, USB, um, whatever, uh, dongle for Mac, um, and then in your bullets, you might say something like a uh, great Mac accessory or something yep. like that. You see what I'm exactly. saying? Like you can't yep, put that in there and have that make sense without it looking like you're trying to game the system.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so your primary phrases and then those other leftover bits and pieces and whatnot, those go into your bullets. Gotcha. Okay. Is the way that, that, that we're teaching to do it. Um, You can put entire phrases in the bullets if it... I mean, literally what I tell people all the time is put as many keywords and phrases into your bullet as you can without it sounding stupid. Right. Because you never want to sacrifice the quality of your copy for the sake of the search engines. This is... And this rolls into to balance Um, people can get so carried away with focusing on getting as many keywords and phrases into the copy as possible that they completely forget that a human being has to read this too. And while Amazon is awesome and they give you a platform to sell, Amazon itself will never whip out a credit card, go and click the orange add to cart button and buy anything from you at all. Unless of course, maybe they damage it in one of their warehouses. Mm -hmm. Um, So you've got to pay attention to how does this read? Does it sound ridiculous? Does it stop making sense? Because I've put so many keywords and phrases in there that it's hard to read. If somebody has to stop reading your bullet points and figure out what you're saying, that's never a good thing.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: But the the majority of the other keywords and phrases – uh, we recommend trying to put into the bullet points. And then for your description, because sometimes they are indexed and sometimes they are not indexed, we don't depend on those at all as far as search goes. Um, yes, there are keywords and phrases in there because they're, if you're writing about a 15-inch laptop, you're just going to have to say 15-inch laptop um, you know, several times in the listing, so mm-hmm. they're going to pop up naturally in the description anyway, but we don't make a point of trying to get keywords and phrases into the description.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I actually, as as you were talking here, I was trying to come up with another example here. And I actually, I shared this, um, at a, on a recent, uh, podcast and on a recent, uh, workshop where, um, you know, I, we, we were in the market for buying a Jeep and mm-hmm. we were looking at Jeep Wranglers and didn't realize there's a whole, you know, there's a whole like, uh, Tribe of people out there, <laughs> craziness. Um, but anyway, there are, and and it's pretty cool. But I, I, you know, ran home obviously as you know, someone in the Amazon space, and I did it. Not that I was going to sell in that space, but I wanted to kind of just share it as an example. Um, but, um, like, so if I go in and I type in Jeep Wrangler, I, and the first thing I always do is I see what Amazon's starting to tell me what's the next thing. Like people are searching for, right? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. so right away, it said Jeep Wrangler and immediately underneath it, it dropped down and it said unlimited accessories. So Jeep Wrangler unlimited. That's, that's like the, the, the brand of the model. Mm -hmm. And then you have accessories, right? So immediately on that page, there's a variety of different things. So even I, I may want to rank for that. Right. But, but it's not specific necessarily to what that person is looking for. So I kind of wanted to just use this as an example. So like if now I scroll down a little bit, there's these little, these little covers that go over the, over the gas, um, you know, the gas cap, because the gas cap is just kind of out there and you can kind of unscrew it. This here gives it a cover, right? Mm -hmm. So this person here. And there's a couple of different things here. I'm not going to call out the brand by name, but basically it's like black style fuel filler door cover, gas tank cap, four door, two door, four Jeep Wrangler JK and unlimited 2007 through 2017 sport Rubicon Sahara. So what they're clearly doing is trying to just get their, any keywords that's related to a Jeep in the title. And that's not the right way to go about doing it. Um, So again, like that's what most people are dealing with as far as like us that say, we want to go above board. We want to do things right. Right. What would be your recommendation then? So if we want to sell this gas cap cover for a Jeep Wrangler Unlimited, give us an example. Like what would we put in there?
1: Okay. Well, one thing I want to point out first is you, I am saying relevant and you are saying specific, and mm. those are two different things. Okay. So I'm not saying that it has to be specific to what you're selling, but it does have to be relevant. So gotcha. Jeep um, Jeep Wrangler Unlimited accessories, while it's not, it doesn't include the words gas cap or something to that effect, is still relevant to what that gas cap is. True,
0: true. So
1: that could be used, Okay, but you could do that. I mean, off the top of my head, I love it when people tell me to do this off the top of my head. Thank
0: you, Scott. (laughs) No problem, Um. (laughs) you know, uh, but But it's, you know, it's a, it's a gas cover for the Jeep Unlimited Wrangler or Jeep Wrangler Unlimited. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So,
1: I mean, you could absolutely put something in there that I would start with the, the part that is the most relevant to it. Um, because people are going to be searching for lots of different jeep wrangler and limited accessories so Mm. i mean two different mindsets i guess if you know but but i'm thinking that the ones that want the gas cap are the ones that are going to convert the best right so i would probably make that type of a key phrase in the front of the title and then as you go you can put in there um Jeep Wrangler, and you wouldn't even have to use the whole phrase, probably, because you would want the, the Jeep Wrangler Unlimited um, in the front of the title. Okay. So you could put uh, Jeep Wrangler Unlimited gas cap cover. Gotcha. Comma, accessory for blah, 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 blah. Gotcha. You know, okay. then, so then you've still got all the words in there, but gotcha. you've just separated the the one that, the phrase that had accessory in there,
0: and that um, and that makes and that makes total sense. And that and and I'm I'm 100 on board with that. And actually, we've done that with some of our products that we have accessories for, because they don't even have accessories in their title, but they're coming up for accessories. Actually, they're ranking pretty well. Actually, they're ranking for Jeep Wrangler Unlimited Accessories right now. Currently, there's two sponsored ads, and then they're they're the They're actually the first. They're ranking number one.
1: Well, and some of that would probably have to do with the browse nodes that they're in when they set the listing up, you know, what category they've put that in and the other things that they've done in the back end. Um, Anything to do with the product description that they've put in, you know, what type of product it is and blah, blah, blah. And there are other things that you can do on the back end of these that would also lead Amazon to realize that this was an accessory for something.
0: And that's a great point. So, like you said, there's some things in the back end that we're not even going to see on the front end that mm-hmm. you can put in there that when you're going through your listing. And that's why it's important to fill everything out as detailed as you can, telling them exactly who this is for, what it's for, even right down to a lot of times they'll ask you maybe it's a, if it's a metal type or whatever, and you're gonna you're gonna right. say that. And like you said, an accessory for um, so those things. But um, yeah, that's that that makes total sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, and the other thing is too, I'm looking at the listing, they've got the bullet points where they have like mm-hmm. hearts next to the bullet points. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What, what's your thoughts on using, using those graphics in there? That's gotta be some HTML there, right?
1: Yeah, it might, I mean, unless somebody's found a different way to do it, it would involve HTML. And honestly, from a shopper standpoint, I have to say that they do catch my attention. Mm -hmm. I mean, it stands out. It's different than what you see on other pages and things of that nature. But I am seeing that less and less. And I have not heard reports from a lot of people saying that Amazon sent them the email and slapped them and said, you have to take that out. Mm -hmm. But because they're not in every other listing that I see, I mean, I do a lot of shopping on Amazon. Forget what I do for work. (laughs) Right. But, you know, just three quarters of the stuff in my house comes from Amazon. And the fact that I'm not seeing very much of that anymore tends to lead me to think that Amazon has been sending out emails and saying, no, no, we, we can't do that. So um, okay. it, I, I do think it's helpful from a customer standpoint. I mean, I, I kind of get roll my eyes at hearts and little flowers and all the other hokey things that people put, but uh, I, I don't recommend doing it because you're liable to get Slapped, even if it's like. temporarily, yeah, yeah, they would delist your product. Even temporarily until you fixed it. Well, how mm-hmm. many days, you know, then somebody has to go back in from Amazon and look at it and approve it and release it. How many days are you gonna go without sales? Because you put hearts in your bullet points.
0: Yeah. 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 The the other thing that I'd like to bring up here and get your thoughts on, because we are this is actually a great example. Um, is like Jeep Wrangler. Like that's a that's a trademark name, right? so we're allowed to use it because it's an accessory to a major brand Would that i mean that's kind of how i interpretate it
1: uh i am not a lawyer and i do not <laughs> play one on tv
0: <laughs> and brody's sleeping i think he did go to law school but um he is sleeping right now so uh, <laughs> uh yeah we're not attorneys or legal advisors but i mean you know and again i mean i guess the worst that's going to happen is is they're going to contact you and say you can't use it because it's a trademark name No, the
1: worst that will happen is that a Jeep attorney will contact Amazon and say they are violating our trademark, and Amazon will yank your listing until Jeep decides that Jeep will allow you to use it. Mm. We've had two clients, not with Jeep, but with some other uh, trademark issues – And I, again, I know nothing about this other than what my clients have told me that they have gone through. Um, But according to them, it is the trademark holder who is responsible for telling Amazon, okay, we have resolved this issue and you can now release their listing and allow them to sell it. If the trademark holder does not tell Amazon that it's been resolved, that listing will never go live again.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: So you're just sitting there with ten thousand of your Jeep Wrangler gas caps, and Mm. you can't do anything with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. That's a good. That's a good point. It's a good so point. I don't.
1: Before you do anything like that, I would absolutely talk to a trademark attorney or go online and see if you could find something with um, the U.S. trademark office, whatever that's called. I don't mm. know what it, what it's called. And I would be darn sure before you invested any money in a private label product that you could actually market it as a Jeep accessory.
0: Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good point. That's a definitely good point. I see a lot of people doing it, and I'm sure you do too. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you're going to play on that brand, um, in in a sense to where you're, you're building an accessory, um, just be careful, you know, and do, do, do your homework for sure. Um, okay, cool. So, all right. So, and then as far as the bullets, let's talk about them really quickly. Um, are they indexed? Are they, uh, helping you rank? Give us, give us your thoughts on that. I know there's mixed thoughts on this. Some people say no, some people say yes. What's your thoughts?
1: Uh, The vast majority of the time, I am seeing the bullets being indexed. Uh, I have also seen the blog posts and the webinars and whatever where people show that only a portion of the bullets are being indexed. But so far, I have not found a rhyme or reason for that. And I have not seen anybody else that could say that this Is indexed consistently, while if you do it this way, it is not indexed consistently. Mm -hmm. So we treat all five of the bullets as if they're going to be indexed. And we're trying, like I mentioned before, you know, we're trying to get as many keywords and phrases into those five bullets as we can without it sounding stupid. Right, right. Um, Because you don't want to, I mean, if your customers can't figure out what the heck you're talking about, then you've lost a sale and it doesn't matter how high you rank. Hmm. Um, But the other thing is to clarify quickly that indexing and ranking are two entirely different things. And I think the majority of Amazon sellers out there think that indexed and, and ranked are synonyms. The, just like with Google, the only thing that being indexed means is that Amazon has put you into the database. It doesn't mean they're going to do anything with your listing at all. It just means that you are in Amazon's database and you're showing up. So you could, prime example, people say, well, I'm indexed, but I don't see myself in the search results. Exactly. Exactly. Just because you're in the system doesn't mean that Amazon thinks your listing is worth ranking. It doesn't mean that you don't still need to promote it and have good reviews and good seller feedback. And you need to have fully optimized listing and excellent copy that converts uh, shoppers into buyers and all this other stuff. Um, Being indexed is not a magic bullet for anything. So once you're indexed, that's a first step. Now you're in the system, then you have to focus on getting ranked. Okay. And the bullet points, um, we are seeing very good results with having the keywords and phrases in the bullet points with indexing and ranking. Okay. Uh, so we focus primarily on those instead of working very hard on the description, which really kind of it, – it's curious to me why Amazon would only sporadically index – and rank using the terms and the description, because on mobile, where over 70% of Amazon shoppers are buying from, the description shows up before the bullets.
0: Hmm, Yeah.
1: So that's that's a little curious. I wonder what they're up to with that. Uh, And I don't have an answer to it, but um, you would think they would do things differently.
0: Yeah, you would, for sure. And they're always messing with (laughs) layouts and testing, you know, conversion aspects of listings and, or as far as uh, how you, you display or how you're seeing, um, like you just said, like the description comes up first on mobile versus the bullets when the bullets is technically what's next in line. Um, so, and, and let me ask you this. So how much of the bullets do you think people are really reading? Do you think they're there more for conversion or do you think they're more for getting indexed and getting ranked?
1: No, I think they're there for conversion. Um, Bullets are easy to read. And this is another long-term, long-been-proved marketing technique was using bullets. You see them on web pages. You see them in social media posts. You see bullets everywhere, especially on e-com sites because they are so easy to digest. Um, I don't think people read a lot of bullets I am one that even though you sometimes will see that Amazon states the maximum character count for particular bullets is 500 characters I have never ever one time recommended using 500 character bullets because it's just too much information mm-hmm. it on a web page you end up with this giant block of words that nobody wants to have to try to read it's very un eye friendly mm-hmm. if you do that on mobile the first on a phone the first three bullets will show up regardless of length. So you have to literally scroll through three or four or sometimes five screens on your phone to read three bullet
0: points.
1: (laughs) Nobody's going to do that.
0: No. No. So
1: much like what you see with bullets on a web page or something to that effect, most of the time people are going to read the first sentence. Mm -hmm. Sometimes... If the first sentence captures their attention, they'll read a second sentence. And most of the time, I mean, there are there are exceptions to everything, but most of the time, that's what we recommend at Marketing Words. And it turns out to be somewhere around 150, 200 characters. That will also allow you on desktop to get three full bullets in on uh, the layout that has the bullets underneath the picture mm-hmm. instead of over to the left. Yep. And if you have a layout that's over, that has the bullets over to the left, all five bullets are still easily digestible because it's only two sentences or so, around 150 to 200 characters.
0: Okay. So basically 150 to 200 characters per bullet? Per bullet. Okay. Okay. That's a good rule of thumb. Yeah, that, that's good. And I think that you should be able to figure out what you want to say and put it in there. And let's talk about what to say there really quickly. I know we've talked about it before, but let's just talk about it again. Um, what, what do you put in those first three bullets? Because I think those are the most important because those are the ones that are definitely going to be seen. What, what do you recommend putting in those three?
1: The first one should be filled with something that makes the shopper stop and go, Okay, whether that is an exclusive feature that your product has that competitive, other competitive products do not have, um, maybe yours is patented. Maybe uh, you have, I don't know, with the gas cap, maybe yours has cute little smiley faces on the cover mm-hmm. and you've got 15, you know, one has a pink flower and you've got 15 variations and the other people's are just black. You know, Mm -hmm. they're playing. So whatever the thing is that would make people go, oh, okay, that's what's going to go in your first bullet. The other two would be uh, other features slash benefits. There's lots of different ways to write bullets. You could do it as a feature benefit. You could do it as a benefit feature. You could speak to different segments of your target audience, Jeep people, Um, A lot of them like to go uh, four-wheeling. They like to go mudsliding, something to that effect. So, you know, if you want to talk to the adventure driver when it comes to this cover, whether it's the design of the cover, maybe you've got some outdoorsy something on, you know, as a picture on the cover that they could use. Or maybe there's some advantage when you're mudsliding to having the gas cap cover because, Mud can't get down into whatever. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. not an adventure driver, but those, <laughs> those types of things. Right, right, right. Um. So your next two bullets need to be need to include those. And a lot of times, what we think will be the biggest draw to our products or services are not what the customers think. So you need to test these things. Yeah. So many Amazon sellers that we see want to put it up and walk away and then they wonder why they're not making any sales or we've made sales for three months and all of a sudden they've dried up Mm. well then something has changed so you need to do some more testing that is probably one of the top five secrets that massively successful sellers have is they are in a monthly habit of testing every single thing six ways from sunday there are so many different things to test, but I think people either don't want to, don't know how to, uh, they don't get in the habit. They might do it for two or three months and then they just kind of, you know, it wanes and falls off to the wayside and whatever. And they, they aren't responsible for doing that or consistent with doing it every month. But um, it, is, it is a vital way. To improve your listing, not only your rankings but also your conversions. So, once you line up those bullets, then you may have to go back through and rotate through them or pull a feature out and put a different one in and see if that makes a difference. Um, But the last bullet, if you have a guarantee, that should go in the last bullet, um, unless it's something that you find has a high return rate or that when you've done your research and you've gone back and looked and you found that people are suspicious um, a lot of times with supplements and Mm. things like that. You know, people are, where is this made? That may be something that needs to be, you know, in the first three bullets that it's made in the USA or whatever. Um, You know, they're worried about losing their money on a product or something. Then maybe that guarantee when you do your testing, you move it up you know, to the third bullet and see if that helps anything, you know, mm. but lots of different ways to write those. And, and don't, even with your title, with your description, with your search terms, the whole listing, don't just put it up and say, I'm done. You're never done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, no. ne- you're never done. No, you, you are. And uh, you know, the one thing that I would say here is um, just be careful uh, when you're testing to number one test and then be patient and wait until yes. you get some 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 data back because a lot of people i find that they'll they'll test something one day and then two days later they'll change it and do something else and you'll never you're never going to know and then right. the other the other mistake i see people making is is doing two things you might change the image and the price well yep. you change the image and the price which one was the converting factor like what one exactly. was it exactly right so you got to do the picture let that go and the other thing comes down to is how much traffic you have you know what I mean? Yes. Like, you know, you can't do this if you have like three visitors a day, you know, there's gotta be conclusive, you know, uh, data, um, Greg Mercer, I've had him on, I know, you know, Greg, um, he's got a great tool called splitly. Um, yep. and actually I, it's a 30 day trial. Um, you guys can find it on my resources page or just go to the amazing forward slash splitly. Um, but, uh, I, I recommend, um, definitely doing that, but again, doing it the right way, which means patience, <laughs> it takes time. And like you said, you've done one thing, you've tested it over a certain amount of time or a certain amount of um, impressions or uh, people hitting your page. And Mm -hmm. then from there deciding what's the next thing Um, and then doing one at a time. And I know that you're doing like a monthly thing now where you're, you're doing like split tests. Talk a little bit about that. Um, I know the last time we talked this, I don't think you had this going yet. So talk a little bit about it. And maybe if you can even give me a little bit of like what's been happening as far as like that you're seeing in split testing that we should be aware of?
1: Well, no, the last time we talked, we did not have this. It's called listing lab and it is a monthly testing group. And, uh, I create two tests that are delivered every month because you really, well, I won't. Some people can do more tests than that if they're doing individual listings and whatever. But, you know, this would give you a good basis to start with that you could do on one listing or you could do on 100 listings or what have you. It would work really well with Splitly, actually, because Mm. Listing Lab tells you what to test and how to test and why you should be testing it. And then Splitly would be the hardware, well, the software that would make it all happen. So actually it would work really well in conjunction with that. But... um, a lot of people I've found out have done that. They've even said that they've gotten Splitly before and they just really didn't know what to do with it. Mm. So this shows you what to do and how to do it. Um, but things like we were talking about with the the bullets, there are several different tests that come up uh, across a period of time where I will show you exactly how to write different types of bullets. This, by the way, let me stop right there and say that this is not uh, a product that will teach you how to create a listing or how to write copy. Mm, okay. It, yeah, if you want that, you need to look at my Amazon Advantage ebook or the Amazon product description boot camp. That's a video series that I offer. Those will teach you how to write copy and do other things. This is all about testing. Mm. But, um, you know, I'll show you. You can, you know, if your bullets are this way, then try writing them that way. Uh, if your title is like this, then maybe you rearrange it and do this and, sh- and walk you through how to look at the data, what it means, how long you should leave these going, um, and then you come back and you look at them and say, okay, when I started, this is, is how many impressions I had, this was the click-through rate, this was the conversion rate, etc., uh, etc., cetera, et cetera. and then We'll, we'll go by time instead of by impressions. Then two weeks later, you take a look at it and, you know, here are the results that we've had. Did it go up? Did it go down? Did it stay level? You know, what's the situation? You go back and you do a different test. Maybe you do something with your search terms. You pull some out that aren't working well. Um, you know, did your traffic go up? Did your traffic go down? Okay, great. Well, we've pulled out some of these other terms that weren't, working very well, and traffic actually went up to the listing instead of down. So now you have an idea that these types of terms are really probably not the best ones that work Mm. in conjunction with your listing Yeah, because they were were hindering uh, the traffic from coming to your website instead of helping. So once you can understand what's going on in the back end, uh, and how to implement these tests, then you can either do them manually or you can use software like Splitly or, or something else and conduct these tests on a regular basis to be able to see what's going on. But a lot of people take a look at all the data in the back end and go, what does that mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is oh, all this 100%. stuff? So, yeah, so um, you, you break that stuff down so they can actually look at it and then assess what's happening and also give, right. give ideas and, and suggestions on what to test. And then from there you can actually give an example of, of kind of like what you should be looking at, how you should be looking at it and what you should be kind of like tweaking.
1: Exactly. And I had one, uh, one seller that said they tested a completely compliant title. This was in an extremely competitive category against one that they had been using for a very long time. That was the 200 characters with all the keywords and whatever. And they said, the woman said, when I set this up, she was actually using splitly. When I set this up, I was shaking my head the whole time. And I thought there ain't no way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is no way that this is going to improve uh, traffic or conversions with this listing compared to the one that she had written. That was, you know, all blown out. It did by over 300%. Wow. And that is not to say that is not to say that everybody listening needs to go run out and change all their titles to 100% compliant titles no. because Amazon is not a level playing field and every listing that is on Amazon is not equal to every other listing. There are too many things going on in the back end and in PPC campaigns that that you know can seriously tweak and and hinder a lot of what you see on the front end. So just because that worked for one listing doesn't mean it it isn't gonna even work for all the listings she has in that category. Mm. It's that specific. Your testing has to be that specific. And some people say throw up their hands and say, forget it. I'm not going to all that trouble. Okay, your choice.
0: Well, yeah, and, and that's the thing. A lot of people they they don't want to do that because they'd rather either just go out and try to find another product, or you know what I mean. And a lot of times, you can just take the current product that you have and squeeze more sales from it and get you know better sales velocity and all of that. Um, I'm I'm actually looking at one of our Splitly tests that we did on just price, and we ran that for about thirty days um, with a good good number of traffic, and we had a price point between seventeen ninety nine and then twenty two forty two. Is Mm -hmm. what it was, and it ended up the the optimum price was twenty one dollars and forty seven cents. So now you would think, well, the the lower price would have did better better, right? It would have sold more and not, it, necessarily. It, not necessarily. Right. So, um, now we've locked that price in at twenty one forty seven, and that's our sweet spot right now. So we may go back and retest it again, but now I'm going to test something else. Now we may test the main image or maybe we'll test like you did, uh, the title, or maybe we'll test the bullet. Um, mm-hmm. so there's other things, but it'll be one at a time and it'll be for a certain amount of time with a certain amount of traffic. And so so that way there we can say, oh, wow, look at this. This is, this has made a difference. And, um, you know, now let's stick with it and move on to the next thing. Um, And
1: that's what this one lady was telling me. She's done similar things with individual bullets. And she said, I do this with every listing I have. Um, she compares what she wrote against what some other people wrote, or maybe she writes two or three different versions of the bullets or whatnot and puts them in there and goes bullet to bullet to bullet to bullet. And It's a mix and match thing. So she might have one bullet that she wrote. She might have one bullet from a listing that her VA wrote or, you know, whoever else wrote. And she tests each individual one and then pulls the five best out of all the tests that she's run. And that's the listing that will continue to kick butt and make sales for
0: her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, that's great. No, I love it. All right, well, wow, we we time flies when you're having fun, right? I mean, <laughs> and then Brody's gonna Brody's gonna let everyone know that the show's Brody.
1: over. Brody Hi, buddy.
0: <laughs> yeah, so like I said, Karen, I mean, there's a ton that we can go into. This has been a lot of fun. Is there any last little bits uh, of advice or tips that you'd give someone right now with just listing optimization and ranking? just like maybe just a couple of like tips that you would give them?
1: Yes. Relevance, relevance, relevance. (laughs) Okay. Make sure that, that you don't go too far out in left field when you're looking at your keywords and key phrases. Balance between your keywords or the shorter key phrases and the long tail key phrases because, like we said before, often the long tail key phrases are actually going to convert better, even though they get lower traffic. So depending on what category you're in and what product you're selling, you may actually see better sales from long tail phrases than you would from broader short tail phrases. Yeah. Yeah. That makes makes sense. Yeah. Make sure that you distribute these with your most important key phrase in your title and then your other ones that are going through your five bullets Um, it's absolutely fine to put keywords in your product description, but it's not something that we spend a whole lot of time on. So um, just as a wrap-up, keep it level. Um, We've actually had clients that we have tested, not very many so far, but just a couple that have pulled all the key phrases out of the search term fields, and it did not do a thing to their listing. So obviously, and this was after the 250, everything was legal and, you know, and, up to date with, with whatever. So, uh, even with less than two fifty in there for those particular listings, either Amazon was not indexing those terms at all. And they were not ones that, you know, had great number one bestseller and all the things that Amazon, you know, would say they were not going to index, um, or, uh, they indexed them and they just didn't carry any weight. Mm. So we, you know, we put them in there when we do it, but sometimes, I mean, we don't, we don't struggle to put 250 bytes or characters or whatever you want to say, uh, into the backend. We go through and do our keyword research process. And then the ones that, uh, don't go into the title and the bullets and naturally in the description end up in the back end. And if that happens to be 75 characters, then it's 75 characters.
0: Okay. And so, so you're not repeating, you're not putting a, a key phrase in the, or that's in the title into the back end?
1: Okay. No. Okay. No. There was a point where Amazon looked like they were going in that direction and there was actually strong evidence that they were. And I don't know if they actually did go that way for a while and then change their mind. But it now we are seeing much better results with the individual keywords in the search terms section that are not repeated. Uh, we will repeat terms that have been in the product description. Mm-hmm. But like if it's in the title, it's you know, you've got the same word in the, well, you've got one word in the title, you've got word number two or phrase number two in the bullets. And you also have phrase number two in the description. We don't, you know, we don't count that.
0: Okay. Okay. So title, bullets, description, anything that's left over that didn't get put in there, put in the back end. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's really helpful. And I think just to give people like just a mindset and and I, uh, you know, to kind of like what, what it takes, but also, I just want to stress this, like, you know, something might be working with one listing and then may not be working with the other. So don't think that you shouldn't test maybe having your, because I would say to just test this, if you don't have anything to put in the back end, test putting your thing in the back end and not putting it in the back end and see if that even bumps your rankings. You know, you just just don't know if you've got the room for it, they're not going to penalize you because you have a key phrase in the title and a key phrase in the back end. But right now we're saying like, it's kind of like, it's a wasted thing to do. You don't necessarily have to do that, but that doesn't mean if you don't have anything to put in the back end, test something like that, and then maybe test it for a week with it and then without it and see what happens. And you may be able to report back to us and go, no, I did that. And it changed it. And we're like, okay, well, maybe your listing was different for whatever reason, because everyone is kind of like graded and you know, there's all different things that go on with your listing. That's not just those, those things. I mean, the, the, you know, the age of your account could have something to do with your feedback score, whatever. We don't know, but there's a whole bunch of different variables, but anyway, yep. Karen,
1: Amazon is not a level playing field no, at all.
0: No, but I did want to let people know if you're interested, a lot of TASers, since I've had you on have definitely went through your ebook and your video training course on listing optimization. So I wanted to give everyone the, uh, the discount that you're offering, which is 20% off. So if they want to check that out, head over to the amazing forward slash rank. And there's a code there that you'll use. It's a M Z 20. I will leave this, uh, on the, uh, on the resources page and the show notes. But if you wanted to just go there directly, just the amazing forward slash rank, and that'll take you to that page to get the 20% off. You'll just need to put in a code AMZ 20 and you'll get 20% off. And then the other one, which is new, is her monthly split testing. Um, and that is theamazingseller.com forward slash lab. And I think you're doing something cool there too. Is that 20% off as well? It's like, I think, no, 13 actually, bucks or something the first month?
1: Yeah, it's more than 20% off on your first month. You get it for just $13. And then the, the other months are you know at the regular price. So okay. you get, I don't know what that would be. 50%, 45% off on yeah, your first month.
0: It's a it's a nice little discount. So yeah, definitely go check that out if you're interested. TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash lab and uh, you can go directly over there and check that out. Karen, as always, this has been fun. I always love chatting optimization and uh, and ranking and all that fun stuff because I know that you are deep in the trenches with that. So um, definitely have an awesome day and um, keep me posted on everything, will you?
1: Thanks, I appreciate you, Scott. We'll see you later.
0: Okay. So again, another great conversation with someone that is deep in the trenches in the uh, listing optimization and ranking and indexing and all of that stuff trenches. Um, and that's why I love having people like Karen on that are actively just really focusing on this one area, which is a pretty important area. So hopefully you got a ton of takeaways and golden nuggets. I know I did. So uh, if you didn't, you might want to go back and listen again, or you might just want to go over to the show notes and read through everything as well. I know a lot of you do uh, want the transcripts. That's why we created them for you because you guys requested them. So go over there and grab them. Just head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 417. If you did want to use her services, or if you wanted to download her book or even go and uh, check out her split testing lab that she's doing. There's two different links. Number one, if you want to get the listing optimization ebook or video training, head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash rank. Very easy, TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash rank. Use code AMZ20 and you'll get 20% off. The other one is the split testing group, which I think is pretty awesome. All right, so theamazingseller.com forward slash lab, and that will uh, take you over to that page, and then just use the uh, code LAB, so LAB13, LAB13, and that will get you $13 is what it's cost to get access to that for a first month, $13 to get behind the scenes looks at some split testing and for her to give you suggestions on what you should split test next. So uh, definitely go check that out if you're interested. And uh, yeah, I would say, just look at every different component on your listing as something you can focus on, but not all at once. Okay. I want to stress that. And I know Karen did as well. You want to focus on one area at a time. Like I said, we just recently did a split test on pricing on one of our, our main SKUs, one of our top selling SKUs. And we went from $17 and 99 cents. And then we had it go in tests up upwards of uh, let's see, it was $21 and 99 cents or maybe 2299 and it ended up coming out at $21 40 Yeah. What $21.47 was the optimal price that we were getting most profit and most sales. So uh, that's something that you definitely want to focus on one thing at a time. And that goes for anything, right, in this business. Like focus on one thing at a time. If you're launching, focus on that and optimization. And then from there, pay-per-click. So focus on one area and, uh, you know, refine, tweak, get better and, uh, and just keep moving forward. All right. So that's it guys. That's going to wrap it up. Remember as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.